Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are dedicated to helping you live your best life. And it's a journey that we call pursuing limitless life in Jesus. And we're doing it all for one reason, so that our lives can impact the world. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. But you know how small kids tend to be afraid of the dark? And then all you have to do is like turn on this tiny little nightlight. And somehow that little one watt bulb drives away all the darkness of the room and helps them to feel safe again. So it really is amazing what a little light can do. And that's something I want you to remember as I go through this message today. It just takes a little bit of light to dispel the darkness. Now, my oldest daughter, Leanna, she's four, and she likes a lot of light. And so in our bathroom, we have two vanities, and they both have like those daylight bulbs in it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The ones that are like really bright when you turn them on? Well, we also have uh, lights in the ceiling that are not that bright, which is the ones we use at night. We don't turn on those bright ones except during the day. So Beth can do her makeup. Ladies, you got to have the right light, right? Apparently, to get your makeup on point. But Leanna likes to use our bathroom in our room first thing in the morning, and she's always the first one awake. Leanna's the only morning person in our house. In some reason, like I can't tell you how many times that we've been rudely awoken out of our sleep by her flipping on all those daylight bulbs. There's eight of them in the bathroom, you know, from darkness to light. And it took us several weeks to like convince her that it was better to turn on the other ones that aren't so bright, but we finally got her trained. So that's good. So now instead of being woken up by the bright lights, I'm woken up by this little phrase coming from the bathroom. I'm done. (laughs) Now all my parents know what that is, but that means that the first thing I get to do almost every morning is wipe a little hiney. So, all right, back to how a little bit of light dispels darkness. When, when, you read, when you read through the Bible, you find a major theme in there is about light versus darkness. It's all throughout the Bible. Like, you can make a whole series about that. So what I want to do is I want to go to the first place in the Bible that light is mentioned, because the first mention in the Bible of any subject has significance to it, and we should pay attention to it. And once you know it, that the first time light is mentioned is in the first chapter of Genesis. Take a look at this. In Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So imagine that. The Spirit of God is hovering over this darkness, and God's like, you know, something's got to be done about this. And then he says, the first things that God says in the Bible, let there be light. And there was light. So if your kids don't like the dark, don't get on to them. God didn't like the dark either. But there's significance in this, because the first words in the Bible that God says is, let there be light. And you'll see it all throughout the Bible, and you even read about it thousands of years later when Jesus spoke about his own life. Take a look at this in John 12. This is Jesus talking. He says, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all you who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. So in the beginning, God was motivated by darkness to create light. And then Jesus came, and he was motivated by the darkness in our culture all the bad things happening, to come and be the light. Isn't that cool? How it just kind of comes full circle? And that's really the reason we're here celebrating Christmas, because Jesus came to save us from the dark. Christmas doesn't exist so we can have a nice holiday or so that we can give gifts, and I'm not saying that any of that is a bad thing, but Christmas exists because Jesus wants to bring light into our lives to dispel the darkness, and that's a good thing. Have you ever wondered why Christmas is in December instead of like in the summer? So it can bring light into the darkest season of the year. 
The first day of winter was actually yesterday. December 21st is the winter solstice. And it's called the winter solstice because it marks the, the day of the year that has the longest period of darkness. The night was over 14 hours long. Compared to on the first day of summer, it's five hours, or sorry, it's nine hours long. So that's a five-hour difference between the amount of light we have had yesterday versus in June. So Christmas is placed in this dark season of the year to remind us that Jesus is the light. And he brings light into the darkest season of our lives. And he brings, he brings us light so that we can walk in freedom with joy and with peace. And to illustrate this, I actually want to share a part of the Christmas story that you probably never actually considered. And actually, whenever I was preparing this message was the first time that I, I realized this. Because the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're all there to, to tell us the story of Jesus. The, the first and the third book, Matthew and Luke, they tell us what's called the Christmas story about Jesus' birth. And then the second and the fourth book, Mark and John, they kind of skip past the whole birth story and they just talk about Jesus' life as an adult. But if you go back to John, though, you, you realize that it's a little bit different. Take a, take a look at this. In John 1, 1, in the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God and He existed in the beginning with God. So the story of Jesus didn't start in a manger. Like, Jesus has been here all along, because Jesus is the Word. He's always been part of what God was doing. Take a look at John's version of the Christmas story that's found in the next few verses. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. That's the real Christmas story, right there. The other Gospels give us the details of Jesus' birth, but John, he gives us the significance of Jesus' birth. He came to overcome darkness because no matter who you are, myself included, we all have darkness in our lives that needs the light of Jesus. And it comes in varying degrees. Like I can remember my first encounter ever with depression. And it happened shortly after our second child was born. I think it was like a combination of the lack of sleep that comes with a newborn baby. And the fact that like three, three of our close family members passed away in like a short period of time, all in that same season of life. And I had never experienced depression before. And I did like that darkness just kind of came and it overtook me. And maybe you can relate to that. But like maybe the cause was different. Like maybe you lost a job or, or like you're struggling in your marriage or your health seems to be falling apart. Or like maybe there's just like you're just a little bit sad on the inside and you, you can't even figure out why. Like, why, why do I feel this way? But there's one that's actually worse than, the, than all those others, and it's called spiritual darkness. It's, it's when you keep living in sin and you don't have any way to get out of it. So you just kind of keep piling it on and keep carrying around that weight. And listen to me, like I sin, just like everybody else in this room sins. But the difference is, like, I know that I can take my sin to my Savior. And he'll not only forgive me, but he'll kind of dust me off, clean me up, and, and set me off on a better path. That's the beauty of having Jesus as your Savior. But there's nothing darker than like carrying around your own bad choices. Like that's heavy. That's a lot of weight. Like, carrying around that guilt and disappointment. Man. But when looking for stories in the Bible about light and darkness, there's actually one in an unexpected place. This is when the religious leaders, they caught a woman in adultery. And they wanted to use this woman to play a trick on Jesus. And they brought her to Jesus, making sure that he knew that the law that day was that like if somebody was caught in adultery, they had to be stoned to death. So they took him to Jesus, and they're like, so what are you going to do, Jesus? How are you going to fulfill the law, like follow these rules, without killing the lady? Because we know you don't kill people. So they thought they had Jesus in a catch-22, but, you know, Jesus was really smart. And he simply said, hey, y'all, the one without sin, 
go ahead and throw the first stone. Man, they got him. So those religious leaders, they walked away one by one until it was just Jesus and that lady left. And, and Jesus asked the lady, who accuses you? She said, no one. He said, neither do I. Leave your life of sin and let me show you a better way. Now, if you've been in church for long, you've heard that story before because it's used a lot in church. But you might have thought that that's where the story ends. But take a look at what happens in the very next verse. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, so notice this wasn't another day. This was a continuation of what had just happened. And he said, I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you don't have to live in darkness because you'll have the light that leads to life. So this is what Jesus said after that whole ordeal with the woman who was caught in adultery. He was basically saying, hey, did you see, did you see how she just walked away in freedom? I can do the same thing for you. I can do that same thing. Jesus wants to bring light into your marriage. He wants to bring light to your health. He wants to bring light to your kids. He wants to bring light to your emotions. Jesus wants to flood your life with light so you no longer have to walk in darkness. I know what you're thinking. You're like, hey, is it, is it really that easy? Well, there actually is a condition. And you'll find it in the first verse that we read today. Let there be light. You have to let Jesus bring light into your life. And we all know what the word let means, so I looked it up in the dictionary just to be sure that I really knew what it meant. And here's what it said. Not prevent or forbid, but allow. Man, who would have known that the dictionary could actually preach better than me today? Like when I read that, I was like, amen. Preach it, Brother Webster. I mean, that was some good stuff right there. But here's what it's saying. Like, you don't have to convince Jesus to bring light into your life. You don't have to do something to earn it. Like, he's just sitting there waiting for you to say, come on in. I'm not going to prevent or forbid you anymore. I'm going to allow you to come right in and bring light into my life. It really is that easy. All you have to do to get, the dark, to get out of the darkness that you're in is allow Jesus to enter. Don't resist it. Just say, Jesus, come on in. And we're, we're talking about those of you who, like, you've already given your life to Jesus. Maybe you've been in church for years, and, but you're forbidding him from bringing light into a certain area of your life. Like, you're just kind of letting it stay in darkness, like it could be your marriage, your health, or those old habits that you can't seem to shake. And I'm even talking to people who have been living their lives without Jesus. Like, today is a day where you can just invite the light to come on in so you don't have to walk in darkness anymore. And I don't know what you're going through, I'm here to tell you this morning that the light is available for you. There's light here for everybody in the room. So don't just celebrate Christmas this year like experience Christmas by letting the light of Jesus come into your life. So let's all bow our heads. Lord, we love you. And we're thankful that you came and gave your life to save ours. And we honor you this morning and we lift you up and we praise you and we exalt you as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There's no one like you. Jesus, we recognize that you were here since the beginning and you were here to be the light in our lives and, and we invite you in. Nothing's off limits. We open our lives to you this morning and we ask you to bring light into our lives and dispel all the darkness. Rid us of it so that we can walk in all you have for us. Go ahead and keep your eyes closed. If you've been living without Jesus and you're ready to let that light come into your life, today's your day. 
No one's looking around. This is just between you and Jesus. If this is you, I want you to go ahead and just lift your hand simply as a sign of surrender, saying, I'm giving my life to you, Jesus, today. On the count of three, lift your hand. One, two, three. Bring light into my life. Thank you, Jesus. And church, let's join them in saying a prayer together. Let's all repeat this after me. Jesus, I've been living without you, and I don't want to do that anymore. I've done a lot of things wrong, and I need your forgiveness. I ask for your light to to flood my life. Thank you that I no longer have to walk in darkness. I give my life to you. Help me to walk in your light. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for your light, and we ask that you would empower us to to be a light in our dark world. We know that's your purpose and your call on each and every one of our lives as your followers. As we walk around in our workplaces and and in the stores and, and with our families over this Christmas season, I ask that you help us be the light. I ask that you help us remain patient with those who are hard to get along with. I ask that you help us to keep a good attitude. Lord, let us be a light to our families this year, to our friends, to where they just wonder, what what do you have that's, that's different than what I have? And Lord, open those opportunities for us to tell, tell them about you and lead them to you so that they can let the light come into their lives. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Well, if you ask Jesus into your life for the first time and you haven't been water baptized, that's your next step. And we would love to do that for you right here at No Limits. All we need you to do is let us know. And you can let us know by going on our website at nolimits.church and hit the next steps link and then hit water baptism. It'll tell you all about it and also tell you how to let us know that you're ready to be water baptized. Well, y'all, if you came prepared to give today, here's how you do it. If you're giving by cash or check, just raise your hand for an offering envelope. Or if you're giving with a credit or debit card, you can use the instructions on the screen behind me. Or if you're listening online right now, just head to nolimits.fyi, hit the giving button. It'll get you where you need to go. All right, y'all, let's pray over the offering. God, we thank you so much how you're using our offering to make a difference in our world. We, we send it to you with gratitude, and we ask you to bless it, to multiply it in our lives. And as we send it out, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give into our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And hey, if you were encouraged by this podcast, hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.